Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store for you. I mentioned this on Monday's show too, but if you got your special edition of That Sounds Fun, the book from Target, I want to make sure you know that there's a downloadable print that you can get if you just go to thatsoundsfunbook.com slash Target and fill out the little form there. When you do that, it'll send you the color version of that print that's in the back of the book. It's so cute. I think you're going to love it. We'll put the link in the show notes too. But again, all you Target shoppers can find your downloadable print at thatsoundsfunbook.com. Before we get into today's exciting conversation, I want to take a minute to tell you about one of our incredible partners, BetterHelp. We talk about therapy pretty regularly around here. In fact, my guest and I talk about it in the episode you're about to hear. It's something that's been particularly helpful to me, and I think it's super important for all of us to prioritize our mental and emotional health. If there are things going on that are causing you to feel stuck or that are interfering with your health and happiness, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. I love that you can send your therapist a message anytime. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can start communicating within 24 hours. You can schedule video or phone sessions weekly. It really matters to the team at BetterHelp that they facilitate great therapeutic matches, so they make that easy and free to change counselors if you need to. I think that is really important. And the testimonials on their site provide a lot of insight in how it all works and how BetterHelp is helping people just like us all over the world. BetterHelp has therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, which means they have some who can help you with exactly what you're facing. There are licensed professional counselors who specialize in things like depression, stress, grief, self-esteem, anxiety, family troubles, and more. It's not self-help and it's not a crisis line, but BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling and what you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over a million people, including a lot of our That Sounds Fun listeners who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Now, today is another exciting day for That Sounds Fun Network and for us here at That Sounds Fun, the podcast. Carlos Whitaker is here. He's been on a couple of times, episode 55, episode 230, if you want to go back and hear those. But today is extra exciting because today we are helping him launch his new podcast called Human Hope. It is, y'all, y'all, it is so good. So even right now, Go and wherever you're listening to me, go and subscribe to Human Hope. That first episode is there for you. I think you're going to love this show. And I love getting to sit down with my friend and talk all about it and answer some of your questions. So here's my conversation with the host of the Human Hope podcast, Carlos Whitaker. Okay, Carlos Whitaker, first of all, Welcome to the That Sounds Fun hey, Network. Network. Everyone guessed it. People have been saying it to both of us I for know. a year. I know. I know. I know. I'm I'm freaking out. I'm Amy. freaking like, out. I uh, I can't believe this is actually happening. And I'm, I never thought about doing this whole network thing, to be honest with you, until it was you. Oh, like you, that's it's you. It's you, my friend Annie, who I've just known you a long time and I trust you and your team. And, you know, I'm just. I don't want to get into all, maybe you have questions later, you know, but I'm just so freaking excited to be part of this family. Yeah, it yeah. is. I hope it is. It's as close as you can build yeah. without sharing the same Come last on. name or the same home. So, and you know, I'm one of a team. There's, you, oh, oh, you no, know, I know, the yeah. team is awesome. Yeah. I just am the lucky one who gets to be the face. Carlos, you've done a lot of podcasts. Why are you doing <laughs> Human Hope? Why are we doing this again? <laughs> What's your story? So, you I know, mean, you're an OG podcaster. Oh, no, Listen. OG. Yes. So um, let me tell you how OG this podcast was. Not this podcast, but my podcasting career. Mm-hmm. 2006, mm-hmm. I started my first podcast called The Ragamuffin Soulcast. And that was just, I just refu- reviewed worship albums. And at that, Really? That's what you did? That's what I did. I'm trying desperately albums. to find old episodes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where they went, you know, uh, like, you know, but I know they're on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah. And, I mean, this was before I, I was just a local worship pastor at yeah. a church in L.A. And I'm like, I, I'll never forget. I was like pitting like Hillsong United against Passion Worship. And it was like this dueling thing. And 
I just had so much fun. Like yeah. I, I loved the medium. I loved being able to do it. I did that for probably 45 episodes, and I was <laughs> consistently the number one Christian podcast on iTunes. Oh, my this was gosh. 2006, right? Because there was seven. Yeah, there, there yeah. were like <laughs> seven total podcasts, and I Literally. was like number one. Yes. You know, and so. Uh, I did that one, and then, you know, I moved and then uh, started a recording career and then moved to Nashville, and then I started another podcast called The Pew Party Podcast. Yeah. You were actually maybe my only guest on that podcast. Really? You came to my condo yeah. in Bellevue. I remember recorded. doing it, yeah, but I just yeah. didn't know I was the only oh, one. Oh, yeah, guest, you know, because most of the podcasts, again, and you'll see with Human Hope, they're not all going to be interviews. I'm, yeah. Uh, some of them will, some of them won't. But that that was more about church culture, yeah. right? And so, yeah. like, I love talking about that. And then I'm like, squirrel. And I'm like, oh, a new one. And then I started, what did I do after that? Enter Wild. Enter Wild was yeah. the next. And that was kind of based that on. that book, by the way, is just extraordinary. Oh, thank you. Y'all, I really like all your books, but but and I'm excited for what the next one that's coming. But sure. Enter Wild is really good. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm proud of it. You know, that's that's my pandemic book. We all, yeah. all of us authors have pandemic books, and that one came out during the pandemic, but I, I'm super proud of it. I'm I'm excited about continuing to, you know, dive into the depths of what that book is on the next podcast. But that was what that podcast was about. Then I was like, okay, well, now I don't know what to talk about. Let me just Call a podcast, fill in the blank, and I did uh, a couple, probably ten episodes of that one. And so here's the thing, Annie. So, so to get back to the question, of why now? Why this? With me, I'm a solopreneur. I'm an author. I do everything on my own. You literally do everything. Literally on your own. <laughs> edit every podcast, it edit all my Instagram videos, edit all my YouTube videos. I do it all. And and the thing is, is look, it's even Craig is shaking his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our engineer yeah, here yeah, is yeah. going, what? Yeah. He does all this by himself. I walked in and I'm asking Craig about all the wires because I'm like, <laughs> I've got to figure out how to do some mouse. That's right. And so, but the thing is, is like I've just as a solopreneur, it gets lonely. You know, you, yes. you've lived this world. Yes. And whenever I have an opportunity to come onto a team of like-minded individuals mm-hmm. to do something, I just uh, I, I I can't not because I. I, I know how much farther things can go when they're in a family, mm-hmm. when they're together. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as my my platform has kind of, you know, increased pretty rapidly the last seven or so months, yeah. I haven't released a podcast episode and I just started dreaming like, okay, what's what's the next conversation going to be? Mm-hmm. What is, why do people listen to me every day on Instagram? What are, and I asked that question and the number one response I got from everybody was, we feel hope when yes. we're done with the hard conversations, yep. we still hopeful, feel hopeful. So I was like, you know what? That's it. That's the word hope. Yeah. What, what, what's it going to be? So why this specific podcast? I want in this day and age where everything is just drowning us in depression and sorrow and sadness, and we can still talk about the hard things and we can have hope. We can talk about the light things and we can have hope. I just want people to feel more of it. And mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm I'm good at this kind of thing. Like I can talk. Yes. And so why not talk every week into a microphone and let people hear me? Right. You know? And I, I think a great thing about human hope and a great thing about you, Carlos, is a lot of the reason your your influence is growing is because of what you're talking about. But Absolutely. it's not just racial injustice. It's also birds. It's also birds. And it's also gardening. It's also gardening. And it's also a death penalty. Death penalty. It's And it could be one day death penalty. It could be uh, the robin's nest in my backyard. Yeah. And then it could be fly fishing the next day yep. where I'm, I'm on a boat with the fly fishing guy. Or then it could be the inflatables in my front yard and how I love to do that. Oh, my gosh. Know? Have you thought about doing outside of Christmas time inflatables? I Well, I have done outside of Christmas time inflatables. Not, but but probably not the way you're thinking. Pandemic, you did. Yes. So so pandemic, I put up my Santa Claus mm-hmm. that said, ho, ho, hope. Yep. And so that's the only time I've gone outside of Christmas for the inflatables. Yep. I kind of want to stay like the the house the in my neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Where I want to be the 70-year-old black Santa Claus where kids come mm-hmm, by and I give mm-hmm. them candy canes and it's just filled with like Christmas stuff. Okay, great. So, fine. Yeah, just so you know. I just was double checking I because I do think I am looking forward to that episode coming when you tell us like, hey, Annie, you live in a condo. I'm going to help you <laughs> give hope at Christmas even though you don't have a yard. Oh, we're going to make it happen. Okay, we're great. Gonna, we are going to make it happen. Super. Yes. What is it about, uh, you could have done 
spent this time that you're about to spend on human hope yeah. on a YouTube channel yeah. or on more Instagram videos. Yeah. For our friends who are listening, these are podcast people listening yeah. already. Yeah. Why was pododcasting right for you? Because podcasts are what I ingest the most of myself. Mm-hmm. And too. and I know that even more than YouTube, I mean, probably YouTube comes second when it comes to the content that I'm ingesting, but podcasts, they can just come so often and they're, they're so... Um, this may be a weird word, but just intimate. There's just something. Oh, that's a true. Is word. it a true? I mean, there, yes. there's just something intimate about a podcast, and uh, you just really, you know, I I close my eyes, I get on a flight, and I've got, um, you know, whoever it may be in my mm-hmm. ears having mm-hmm. like really. I think Bianca said this a couple weeks ago on your podcast. She said like the ears is like so intimate. Like yes. like people just when they you're allowing you're being allowed into their brains and in their ears and mm-hmm. um i just i just i'm a podcast junkie i love podcasts yeah. and um i want to I, I wanted to be able to do them more myself um and again the network gives me an opportunity to do that it's going to be every week Every week. On Thursdays. On Thursdays. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to wake up on Thursday. I love Thursday podcasts because yeah. it just gives me, it stacks me up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. It I just takes you in the weekend. Yeah. Again, like I, I, I um, with all my other podcasts, they've lasted like 10 episodes. This one, I already have like 10 episodes. And you, know, you signed a contract. So. And I kind of signed a contract. <laughs> what I told Annie, I was like, I was like, well, I kind of signed a contract. Guess what? You're going to get 52 episodes. <laughs> if a couple episodes are like, hey guys, it's Carlos. This Very is, uh, I'm, I'm really tired, but let's, we're going to talk. There's stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, it's funny today, Losiah was, my son, 14 year old son was actually asking me, he's like, because I've been working the last four days. I'd, I interviewed somebody that I was on the road with and I've yeah. been just doing interviews. He's like, dad, are you going to interview me for your new podcast? And I was you like, yes, yes, that would be awesome. Uh, I said, you just figure out what you want to talk about. And so, so again, with, with human hope, it's not going to be, you're not just going to get, you know, interviews every week. Like some of them are going to be me just doing this, just mm-hmm. kind of like going, guys, this is what's on my heart. Here's, here's what I'm feeling about what's happening this week. Sometimes it'll be uh, an interview. Sometimes it won't be an interview with anyone you even think you need to know. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be, I've already interviewed two people for human hope specifically that, um, you guys don't know who they are, yeah. but I promise you two seconds into the interview, you're, you're not going to want it to end because there's just so much hope in so many people that, that we need to hear from, yes. you know? So yes. And let me, the reason I even bring up the contract yes. is what we get to do at the, that sounds fun network yeah. is I, I so much want a podcast from you every week yeah. that I had you sign on a dotted line about <laughs> it's, it. It's, and you, cause you said to me when we talked about this six months ago or yep. whatever, you said, I've always wanted to do it. I just need a team that yep. helps me accomplish it every week. Yep. And I was like, Brother, we got yep, the team. Yep. Let's go. That that is always the thing with me is when I've got a team, I know that I can produce content, you know, in, on a mm-hmm. more regular basis. And that's what you guys have already done before the show is even launched. Okay, when they're listening to this, I'm I think show's launching it comes today. Out today. Today, so, happy birthday, human hope. Hey guys, I'm on two podcasts in one day. <laughs> hello, hello. That's what I'm doing because that's what I do. That's what you do. Because I'm TSF. With Annie F. Downs. That's right. And, you know, so so here, here's the thing. My podcast comes out today, and oh, I, Annie, what was I even saying? I've, I've already, like, squirrel. Like, I've, I've already lost oh, where I was going with that. It's okay. But I'm, I'm excited about, again, doing this every si- – oh, I know what I was going to say. Good. I was scared to say yes to, new, to you initially mm-hmm. because I knew the challenge of producing high-quality content on a weekly basis. I yeah, mean, it's I a do lot it on, of work. I do it on my Instagram – I try to put out something quality every other day. Something That's that what I was going to ask you. Do you have a schedule like that? I, I kind of okay. do on my Instagram. And so, like, I know how much work mm-hmm. it takes for me to go to Final Cut and, you know, download and transfer and all these things. Yeah. And so, you know, I wanted to do this, but I wanted to do it right. And so after the conversations that we had, I know that this is not only going to happen right, but it's going to give me the tools I need to continue on. Because, you know, we may have signed a contract for a specific amount of time, but this, like, for you guys listening, I'm gonna do this forever. Like, We're like in. this, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Like, yeah. you know, Us this too. is this is something that is. Uh, I'm just always gonna have podcasts. I'll be 97 years old, and I just feel like I'm still gonna have podcasts. You yeah, know, so I think so too. Yeah, I think the intimacy thing. I, you know, you and I are both 
We love talking about Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah. We love talking about God doing things that we may not understand or see. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there was a day when Seth Haynes was in here uh-huh. and we were recording. He was sitting where you're sitting and I'm sitting here. And I saw a picture in my head of a woman crying in the grocery store wow. while she was listening to that podcast. And I thought, this is why we do what we do. I don't know. Wow. I don't know who she is. I yeah. don't know where. But I thought the Lord is trying to remind me that in our most everyday experiences yeah. that People putting our stories into their heads yep. changes them even while grocery shopping. Absolutely. Because that's where people listen to this stuff. Yeah, because I, mean, I can't watch an Instagram video. No. I can't watch a story while I'm in the grocery store, but I can no. listen to this while I'm in the grocery store. Absolutely. No, it, it, this, is, this is truly, it's truly magical. And I, I think it's life, life-changing for so many people. I'm so stoked about it. Let's go. Um, why hope? Why is that the thing that you like so much? Yeah. No, it, it is because... I think I naturally gravitate towards those stories anyway, or mm. or towards finding that in people. I am, you know, I know that your listeners are big Enneagram fans, <laughs> and and so like like some I'm, of them, some of them. Right? <laughs> I'm I'm a and I and I've I've grown into more of a fan, but I'm yeah. I'm a nine, and so there's just something in me about about wanting to to bridge between maybe two people of different ideas that have mm. different ideas. And allow them to see that there's hope that they can be in relationship with each other. And, wow. you know, and so, like, I feel like that's what I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Again, on socials and on Instagram, I'm trying to let people see, guys, there's hope no matter what, there's hope. And, you know, already, like, the term, the the title, human hope, I need people to know that that can mean different things to different people, right? That, right. that can mean, like... Okay, so you're a human and I think you need to have hope. That can mean you're a human that brings me hope. But also people need to know that, like, I know that our humanity isn't the final piece of hope that we need. Like, the last piece of hope is the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ in my life. I'm blatantly a Christian, a Bible-believing, Jesus-loving Christian. And so although I will talk about humans that bring hope, again, like, the basis of all of our hope is Jesus. And so, yeah, that's why hope. That's yeah. why. I just can't get away from it. Yeah. I think we really need that. It is so easy. I mean, I was sitting with a friend just last week, and she's younger than I am, but going through some similar things I've gone through. Yeah. And I just said, I mean, you can try this without hope. I've tried it. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets really dark really quick. Yeah. But you also look foolish when you hope. Yeah. When you believe that things are going to turn out in a certain way, or when you believe that when your hope says... I don't, it doesn't matter how the world looks. Yeah. I know what Jesus wants yes. for the world. Yes. So, how are you going to help us for those of us who feel hopeless, who go yeah. like, I don't want to listen to a human hope podcast because Carlos has no idea how dark it is. Exactly. In my life. Exactly. You have an, a choice. And I know why we, why we choose not to hope. Why a lot of us choose not to hope is because what if, it doesn't happen. What if the right? thing that I'm hoping the for what if, yeah. doesn't happen? And I lived, Annie, in that version of, ho- of hopelessness for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to hope for this because what if it doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Until I finally did start hoping for it to happen. Yeah. And can I tell you what happened? It was such a small shift. But when I, when I changed my perspective there, the question no longer was, what if I hope it, was, it doesn't happen and it doesn't happen? It suddenly it became, well, what if I hope and it does happen? Mm. I'm telling you what, when you just shift to that way, like, what if I pray for something and it doesn't happen? Well, what if you pray for something and it does happen? What are you going to do? Well, I mean, I mean, why <laughs> in the world would we be doing it the other way? Because yeah. once I started doing it this way and I'm like, gosh, like I'm hoping for things and believing for things that I never would have hoped and believed for yeah. five years ago because they're so outlandish. They're so, there's no way that I would always say things like, there's just no way God's going to do this. Mm. And then when I switched it and I started saying, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. And I started seeing things come to fruition yeah. and I started seeing my hope that may, maybe, maybe the things won't ever change on this side of heaven, okay? Mm-hmm. But what did change was my heart, and what did change was me and the people around me because I started living and walking in hope instead of walking in, you know, desperation. And so, like, yeah. for the person listening to this going, like, well, Carlos, like, listen, I mean, you can tell me all day, you know, but I've got circumstances A, B, C, and D that are hopeless, and mm-hmm. I've been praying for 40 years, and nothing's yeah. happened. Yeah. You know what? I'm the guy that's going to be like, well, guess what? I'm going to have you pray for 40 years in one day mm-hmm. and 40 years in two days mm-hmm. because I've just seen far too many people give up at 40 years 
And then I've seen some he people. right there. He, you were right there. Yeah. You're so close. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at the Israelites. You look at, you know, how long they, they walked through the desert. You looked at all these things. Can you imagine y- year 16 if they're like, ah, screw it. Like, mm-hmm. we're done. You mm-hmm. know, No, like they hoped all the way. They, they went for years and decades and decades. And, fi- and maybe your hope isn't even for you. Yeah. Maybe your hope is for the generations that are coming behind you. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you're believing in hope, suddenly your kids are going to have something to hope mm-hmm. in. And they're going to be like, I remember my mom. I remember my dad. Um, and now I've got hope and things are have turned out that you've been praying for, for them as opposed to you. So, man, we can't be living just in the moment. You got to keep looking ahead. Hey, friends, just taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Raycon. Raycon provides innovative earbud designs at prices that don't break the bank. My Raycon Everyday E25 earbuds are a constant companion, dare I say a necessity for me between listening through podcast episodes to hands-free phone calls so I can stay connected with my people while I'm cooking dinner. The audio quality is amazing and they're just really comfortable to wear. They come with different size options of the little silicone earpieces so you can customize the fit to stay put but still be really comfortable. No wire to get tangled up in, and the battery lasts so long, up to six hours of listening time, y'all. One of my favorite things about my Raycon earbuds, besides that they're rose gold, of course they are. They have so many color options. I'm sure they have your favorite color too. Anyway, one of my favorite things about them is that they get me away from constantly having a screen in front of my face. I can still enjoy music or audiobooks while I'm on a walk or a podcast while I'm cooking or cleaning. They connect to Bluetooth really easily and are water and sweat resistant. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for our friends. So go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off your order. The Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of other premium wireless earbud brands and sound just as amazing as the top audio brands. So I think you're going to love them. And now back to our conversation with Carlos. I was talking earlier with our friend Mark Sibilia. Yep. And we talked about that Corey Asbury line. If the story, which one? Uh, right? Line them up <laughs> to knock them down. If the story isn't good, then the story isn't finished. Oh, I can't man. remember. Do you know that line? It's in um, it's in his new one of the, I think it's called My Father's House. Okay. I'll look it up. I'll link the song. But but he says, if the story isn't finished, if the story isn't good, then the story isn't over. Wow. And, wow. and I think that's how we keep praying. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the hope of like, yeah. When we're actually running a race, we know the finish line. Yeah. So you go till the end. Yep. In the in the race of hope. Yeah. The story isn't over unless the story's good. That's right. And so you right. just keep running because if you die hoping, yep. great. Yes. Great. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. The Lord will. The, you and the Lord will talk about it right away. Right. Right away. And guess <laughs> right what? Away. Guess what, everybody? We're all gonna die. Uh huh. Yeah, right. Just, I mean, like, right. All of every single person living. And and hearing this podcast right now, like that is inevitable. Yes. So how are we going to get there? Hopeless or hopeful? You mm-hmm, know. So mm-hmm. it like struck me did obviously it? Yeah. because I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I get it. Oh yeah, it's in the father's house. Oh here it is. Arrivals. At, okay, let me Arrivals actually not the end game. Did you find it that fast? I found it that I'm fast. So annoyed. <laughs> Arrival is not the end game. The journey's where you are, Jesus. You never wanted perfect. You just wanted my heart. And if. And the story isn't over if the story isn't good. Let's go. The story oh, is. I mean, good. I don't want another tattoo, but now I do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I did it until right now. That's so good. Just keep tatting up my arms. Yeah, Carlos, I I have a couple of questions I want our friends that our friends submitted with the AFD Week in Review. Okay, but let's first listen to a couple of minutes of Human Hope so people can get oh. a taste of what they're going to get. Okay, and then we'll come back and talk about some of these questions. Awesome. Okay, so tell me this. Here we are, 2021. When this comes out, it's going to be March 4th, 2021. Why now? Like, like, why have people decided right now is the time where I'm going to be interested in government, in politics? Is it just like the perfect storm of social media, of, you know, news, of maybe caricatures in the political spectrum that maybe haven't been so caricature before? Like, why now? Like, what, why is it that everyone right now is like, hey, I not only like care a little bit about this stuff, but you're finding and I'm finding 
people want to know the details, the intricacies of how things are happening in government. What what is it about this season and this time? Yeah, that's a great question. And it is really a kind of a perfect storm, to be honest. Mm. You can't point to just one factor where it's like, well, it's this person or this event. It is everything that has coalesced into, you know, a a polar vortex of (laughs) or a hurricane of, you know, just people finding themselves so frustrated with Mm. what they're seeing on social media. You know, like their entire Facebook feed is full of people arguing with each other. They're so frustrated with political spin. You know, they can't just turn on the news and just get some, a factual summary of how this building lit on fire. It needs to be, you know, like there needs to be some kind of angle that, you know what I mean? People are both, um, you know, they're either really, really fired up for change. Like they're unhappy with how things have been going in this country and they are Mm -hmm. like, Stuff needs to change now. Yeah. You know, it's almost kind of like similar to the civil rights movement in the 1960s, where it was like the catalyst for change is, you know, like happening right now. So there's a lot of motivation for change. And then there's also a lot of motivation pushing back against that change of like, no, I do not want that. And it's it's almost like people trying to lean all of their body weight against a door of like, do yeah. not open this door. Because if this door is opened, who knows what is going to come flooding through. Yeah. So those forces at work against each other. And then when you mix in Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, you know, like when you mix in the 24 hour news cycle, social media, that it has just created this perfect storm of like, I am either going to just bury my head in the sand and pretend that's that this doesn't exist, right. which is kind of where a lot of people are, or I need to engage with it. And I yeah. want to try to engage with it. And my audience wants to engage with it in a healthy, respectful, productive manner. You know, like yeah. my account will never be. Twitter. It's sure. never to be screw you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I, I love that. I love that. Like the cut down that Sharon decided to use right now was screw you, buddy. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's like the most like Minnesotan, like just <laughs> kind hearted, um, you know, rip that I've ever heard. <laughs> that was what came to mind. Okay. <laughs> Screw you, buddy. <laughs> Screw you, buddy. No, I love it. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. That That's not what your account is ever, what, what it's ever going to be. No. And so that's, you know, like people who want to engage and learn and have that kind of like respectful discussion, that's yeah. who comes to my account. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you know, that is who, who comes in your account. I have found that, you know, as I try to navigate, you know, I, I've got a, you know, primarily... I mean, if I look at just my demographics on, on Instagram, it's like 81% female from 25 to 45. They all live kind of in middle America. And and honestly, a lot of them are conservative, you know, white suburban moms. And when I started talking about and trying to educate on Black Lives Matter and a lot of racial reconciliation things, I was scared. Like I was nervous. I was like, are they, are they going to want to stick around for this conversation? And unbeknownst to me, it, they not only stuck around, but they started telling their friends. And then, you know, I, I became a safe place. And I feel like you are a safe place for people to ask questions that they may feel are silly questions, right? Because nobody wants to be that guy on, on the Tonight Show when they go out with the man on the street video and they stick a camera in your face and they're like, hey, who's the vice president of the United States? And, you know, you always laugh because people just don't think about this stuff. You know, it's just like, I mean, I don't know if maybe... The first few months Trump was in you know office, I would have known who Pence was, you know, like just because I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention like I am now. But you do. You provide a very safe place for people, you know, to ask questions. You answer a lot of the questions over and over and over again. But, you know, you're a, a nice, patient teacher. As you've seen your your profile grow on social media, I know you say it's been 99%, like, so great, so kind. But how is it that you do handle maybe some people that are, like, coming at you publicly to attack you? Because you're also human, okay? Like, like we all know it's like, it's like Sharon says so is like, I mean, she's God's gift to, like, you know, peace and patience and all these things. But you're also human. I'm sure you want to lash out. How do you handle it when the trolls come? 
Yeah, that's a great question. We've talked about this before too. Like, what are you yeah. supposed to do when somebody comes for you guns blazing and you're yeah. like, I'm just a person trying to answer government questions. <laughs> just the, I'm the wrong target. Right. <laughs> like, I ain't here for that. So yeah, it is hard to like, uh, to navigate that of like, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. And a big part that I have just like decided to go with is for the first thing I'm going to do is walk away. If I feel like I want to engage in that conversation, I will come back later. Yeah. When I when that gut feeling of like Ur, has yeah. died down, because I don't think our best conversations happen from places of anger. Yeah. And as a human, I am subject to that, especially when somebody's insulting me. Yeah. So I try to walk away. My goal is always, and I do this so imperfectly. But it's a practice that I think is useful for a lot of people is to try to listen to understand where they're coming from. And it's not possible with every single person. Some people truly are trolls. They truly are. They're not there to be, have a real conversation. They're just there because it's funny to them to post, you know, skank on your Instagram and like leave. You know what I mean? That's, it's not worth it to engage. But the idea of listening to understand is something that I feel like is missing in so much of political discourse Mm. in this country of I'm not hearing things I like. And so you're wrong and we're done talking. You know what I mean? Like that is how so much of where we are right now in the public space. I don't like what I'm hearing. You're dead to me. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Literally you're dead to me. (laughs) So I try to listen to understand. And when you realize that behind all of that bravado, yeah. it's always a story. It's yeah. always a story. And you, as a stranger, are likely not privy to that story. And yeah. that person may not even realize where it's coming from. They may not be in touch with where is this deep-seated anger coming from in my life. They may not even be in touch with that. But it's really hard to hate people up close. Mm. Really is. It's hard to hate people up close. Much harder to hate your next door neighbor than it is to hate some theoretical group of people a thousand miles away. And the idea that if you, you know, spend one minute listening to what it is they have to say to you and ask them a question about it in a respectful way, if you can approach it from the perspective of interviewing, like, that is a really interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. Like, where did you, where did you first hear about that? Or can you tell me more about how you arrived at that conclusion? And people also seem to think that listening to understand is going to somehow put you in a position of weakness. It is somehow going to obligate you to agree with them. It is going to somehow damage your own belief system. And in reality, our beliefs should stand up to scrutiny. They yeah. should stand up to, you know, like having a conversation about those beliefs. Our beliefs should withstand that storm of inquiry. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I do this very imperfectly. I am not coming from a position of high horse, but that's kind of, that would be my ideal way to handle yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. You know, we have talked about that a couple of times. And, and I know for me, you know, what you just said about you have a really hard time hating somebody when they're up close. So whenever people do come at me online, I think it takes them aback because I always shoot them a video. I think I may have even told you this at one point. Yes, yes. I make a video of my face a one inch from my screen. And I'm like, hey, like, I just wanted, I wanted you to hear from me. I wanted you to see my eyes. We're, We're actually probably going for the same thing here. And inevitably, nine times out of 10, it just squashes whatever heightened emotion is there because you're right. When when somebody is a human right in front of you, there is a little bit more hope when you see eye to eye, you know? And I'm not saying eye to eye on an issue. I'm just saying eye to freaking eye, right? Like just that close. I think that's something that more and more of us have to get to. You know, you talk a lot about how media will really focus on the extremes, the left extreme, the right extreme, but most people are sitting somewhere towards the middle, Talk a little bit about how, you know, maybe we're being tricked a little bit as to what the majority of America is thinking when the truth is most of America is probably thinking a lot more similarly than we think they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, so think about a news story. 
What's being reported in the news, politically and otherwise, are unusual things. That is what makes it newsworthy, right? Right. It is not newsworthy to say Carlos ate popcorn on the (laughs) camera with his wife. Like, that's not newsworthy. Do you know what I mean? Totally. doing actually is very common. It's what a lot of people do. There's nothing unusual about it. People sit on the couch and eat snacks every day, all day long, right? So you actually, that activity represents what most people are doing. But Mm. what is going to make the news is the dude riding a unicycle across a wire over the Grand Canyon. Because we're not doing that. Because we're not doing that. That's newsworthy. You're like, what now? Say right. what? Like that is weird. Right. It's that is so true in the political space as well. Like the average person who's like, can we just get like some nice schools and can we just be like safe <laughs> and, and pay like a normal, reasonable amount of taxes? And can we just like not light our cities on fire? And can we right. just not have people dead in the streets? Like, is that too much to ask? You know what I mean? Right. That is where. The vast majority of Americans are, but that is not newsworthy. Right. What's newsworthy are the people on the fringe extremes. Yeah. And that's what makes it an interesting story to watch, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. why are we obsessed with podcasts about serial killers? We're there's so few of us <laughs> are serial killers, right? Like it, we don't relate to it. We're like, what? He killed 17 people? You know what I mean? Totally. It, and so what makes it newsworthy is that it's extreme. And so we we then are led to believe, because this is then reinforced over and over and over and over and over, that this is what all Republicans think, or this is what all Democrats think. When in reality, we kind of all want very similar things, mm. and we just have different viewpoints of how to get there. Yeah, gosh. The end goals are super similar. Like we want yeah. peace and freedom and we want safety and health and happiness. Like we, we have similar goals Mm. and we just have slightly different definitions of like, how do we get to the most freedom? How do we get right? How do we get to peace? How do we get to safety? And what is a good amount of safety versus a good amount of freedom? You know what I mean? Like these are very nuanced conversations versus these, extraordinary black and white like some people you know like it's either communist china or anarchy (laughs) you know what i think people think those are our only options yeah yeah that's not that's not true the truth carlos that show. Let's go. And so they can hear the rest of that episode. They can hear the rest right of that episode. right now over at Human Hope. So wherever yep. they're listening to us here, yep. Good. Same app. Same app. Go to Human Hope. Search Human Hope. Yep. And then and hit subscribe. Right. Absolutely. Is that what we want to do? Immediately hit subscribe because another one's coming next Thursday. Another one's coming next and Thursday. Next Thursday. And, the next, and next Thursday. Because the dotted line tells me yeah. it's going to happen. But the dotted line only exists because I believe so much That's in this right. podcast. That's right. Okay, let's talk about some of these questions our friends submitted okay. because you got a lot, which I love. All right. Um, one of the ones I want to talk about, two different people brought up that in your home, there are multiple races yeah. that live in your home that are your family. Yep. What is it like? I mean, what it, one friend asked, Emily asked, what do you know about transracial adoption now that you didn't know when you adopted oh, Losaya, who is from South Korea? South Korea, yep. And then someone else is just saying, like, in your home, how do you do this? Like, Yeah. No, I mean, that, that that's a great question. You know, we, in my home, we've got, I've got a, a white wife with a black husband who's half black, half white Mexican. I'm listening to this all. And then I got a Korean son. Then I got a, a daughter who probably identifies as black because she's a lot darker than me. And then mm-hmm. a daughter that identifies definitely as white because she's a lot lighter than me, but yet they've got the same mom and dad. So like, we literally are like a United Colors of Benetton That is ad. fascinating. I haven't thought about how the girls, oh. what the identity piece oh. of the girls' skin tone Isn't would this do. crazy? So, never so Hala came out white. Yeah. Sienna came out Sienna black. Sienna so dark. And, yeah. and they actually have different life experiences here in America based, and they're really? two sisters with the same parents. Can we Absolutely. have that episode? Let's go. Absolutely. Yeah, will you get them on? No. I would love to hear about yeah. them talking about that. Yeah. I've never thought about that, Carlos. I know. And and this is this is just normal conversation in our home. And yeah. so 
And I, I guess to answer the question is it's normal conversation. We talk about this stuff mm-hmm. all the time with Korea, with Losai being from Korea. You know, it's not like we're like, we don't talk about adoption. You know, we want you just to think about it. No, like I talk about his birth mom and his parents. We talk about like, who do you think your brothers, you know, what do you think your brothers are like? Because when he turns 18, which is going to be in four years, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast episode in Korea. We're taking him to Korea to hopefully meet his birth parents. Wow. If they're still alive, we don't know yet. They won't open up his uh, folder for us until he turns 18 legally. Okay, so that's not y'all's choice. That is, hey, as soon as we can. We're yes, so, do that. so as soon as okay. as soon as we're able to. Um, and so the, at 18 is when they open it up. But nonetheless, like we, wow. we, we we're constantly having these conversations. And it's kind of hard to be honest with you. If you follow me on Instagram or now when you start listening to my episodes of my podcast, I talk about this stuff all the time. And I make it normal and I make it not weird. And so we my kids just they're used to it, you know, and so we, uh, we're, we're very intentional. And again, with, with, uh, even their culture. Okay. So not just race, but now we're talking heritage. So, so Hey, I mean, Heather purposely learned how to cook tons of Korean food yeah. and she does that on purpose so that Lucia can stay in touch with that part of who he is. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, Mexican food and, um, she's really bad at cooking, you know, black food, but that's okay. You know, I go to my, <laughs> my, my uncle Denisha's house for that. Um, but again, you know, this is, these are all conversations that, um, are, they're normal in my home, but they haven't always been normal. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'll go into that on another episode, but I definitely did not always identify with the black part of who I am. I actually like, like I ignored that part growing up in elementary school and high school because it was a lot easier to be Mexican Carlos than it was to be black Carlos. And so there was a conscious decision for me to, I was able to make that choice. And I know a lot of people aren't, you know, and so um, until I wasn't able to make that choice for myself and I, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I can't all the time. So all that to say, it's getting more complicated than we probably want to get here, but it is definitely something that has to be purposeful. So the person that's, you know, maybe asking the question, she's got a multicultural home, uh, kids of different races, or maybe a husband and a wife, you know, like just make sure that you're always talking about it. You know, the worst thing you can do is again, not talk about it or be colorblind or just love everybody. And you know, no, 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 like that's not the answer. You know, the answer is to talk more about it and to celebrate our diversity, you know, even more. And so it feels like that's one thing you do really well in real life. And also on the internet is there aren't taboo topics. Yeah. Like your daughters both have boyfriends and you're like very open about like, there are these new dudes running around our family. Wearing my sweatshirts. Wearing your sweatshirts. (laughs) I was dying laughing when you showed that. I was like, y'all, it's quick to wear each other's sweatshirts. Lord have mercy. Yeah. But no topics (laughs) off, off, off the table. No. And and, yeah, I mean, this kind of is how I, I I run my brain. Yeah. I let everybody in. Yeah. I think that makes for, that'll make for a great pod and it makes for a good friendship. I want to read you what Chelsea said. This is really sweet. She said, just, please tell that man thank you for all he's doing to keep educating and challenging people in love Ah. he's giving us an incredible model for how to talk about hard things and respectfully disagree while drawing boundaries yeah because there are multiple people rachel asked a question like this um danny asked a question like this Tanya asked a question like this. They are going, how do you do this publicly? Yeah. How do we how do we talk to our parents about yeah. racism or about yeah. any of these real serious topics where we're generationally different? Yeah. How how do you have people yell at you all the time on the internet and you are okay? Because people can be really hateful to yeah. you. Yeah. yeah um, the true. good thing when Kim Kardashian shares one of your videos is Kim Kardashian share one of your videos. Right. right. The bad thing is you probably get yelled at more. I do. I do. There, there's definitely been a growth of yellers. Yeah. That have that have come by. Um, and you know, Annie, this isn't something that I've got figured out, but it's definitely something that now that I'm in my mid 40s, I've just kind of lived long enough to like I I just don't get as worked up about it as I used to, you know, like, like I just, um, not that it doesn't hurt as bad, but I just, you and I have done an immense amount of therapy and, (laughs) and, and we, we both know that anytime somebody is lashing out, it's coming from a place of pain. It's coming from, and so like, that's just kind of how I see people Mm -hmm. now when, Mm -hmm. when they come at me, something I do all the time when people, I mean, this is almost every day now. If somebody comes at me, yells at me about something and they're DMing me and they write, you know, 14 paragraphs, I just open my camera and I record a video and yeah. I send them. A, I send really? I send four or five videos to angry people a day and 99% of the time it just 
squashes, whatever. And you just go, hey, I hear you. I said, you. hey, I hear you. Like, I'm actually for you. Yeah. Like, we're actually for the same thing. And and again, see, this is what's different about how I approach these things. You know, my first guest, um, Sharon McMahon from Sharon Says So. Cannot can, wait. You can go listen to that right yeah. now. It's up. So Sharon, you know, what's di- people kind of, they're always like, oh, you and Sharon, you know, you're making me feel better about 2020, 2021. But she actually does it differently than I do. Like, Sharon talks about the news and facts. She's factual, She's yeah. She's factual without opinion. Yeah. There's like, so I am telling you my opinion. Yeah. Like, like, and so, like, what I'm doing differently is inviting people with a different opinion than me to feel safe in conversation with me. Mm-hmm. And if they can feel safe in conversation with me, then hopefully they can feel safe in conversation with their dad or with their uncle or with yeah. their best friend yeah. who suddenly they realize, wow, like you really voted for that guy and you didn't. Fo-. And so suddenly, you know, we're able to have these conversations. And that's what I want people to get when they follow me on Instagram is, wow, I can follow this guy and not agree with what with his opinion. Right. But like I say all the time. I don't want you to stand on issues. I want you to walk with people. And that's just what I do. Don't stand on issues. Walk with people. That's what I'm trying to teach Can we have that do. merch more? Yeah, you, you absolutely. Made some of it I, I made some, yeah. yeah. Is yeah, it yeah, gone? Yeah. Is it done? It's gone. It's out, but I'll, I'm, I'm uh, re-merching. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Re-merching. I want you to re-merch because yeah, we need it. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Stitch Fix. If you're like me, You're doing a good deal of online shopping these days. Online shopping can be daunting. You never know if things are going to fit right. Returns are kind of difficult, and you don't even know what store to start with. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. You take their style quiz, letting your stylist know your preferences, any upcoming special events, your budget, and things like that. And then they send you a fix that's curated just for you. It's such a fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. And I got to say, I much prefer it to regular old online shopping. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's so easy. Such a great solution for finding clothes and accessories that will help you look and feel your best. Here's how it works. Your stylist sends you a box containing five pieces, clothes, shoes, accessories, and you try them on at home before you buy. You keep what you love and you return what you don't. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. That's nice. They seriously thought of everything and it makes it so easy. There's no subscription required. Try Stitch Fix once or set up automatic deliveries. You'll pay just a $20 styling fee for each box, which gets credited toward any piece you keep. And there are no hidden fees ever, which I love. Stitch Fix has styles and clothes to fit any occasion for women, men, and kids. They ship all over the U.S. And Stitch Fix is available for our friends in the U.K. as well. So get started today at stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun. And you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Carlos. Okay, Laura asked, what do you worry about? Mm. I know the Bible says not to worry, but I'm human. How do you keep your worry under control? That is, Laura's going. Laura's, tell, Laura's she's coming going straight. Deep. Yeah, she's, she's she going means straight it. At it. Laura, I worry. I actually worry about a lot. I worry about um, my kids. I worry about my daughters getting hurt. Um, I worry about their hearts. I worry about my son um, as a Korean in the South being a victim to uh, Asian American racism. Yeah. I worry about um, if my wife um, is is feeling safe with me after a decade, 10 years ago of not feeling safe. I worry about, I worry about a lot. Mm-hmm. But what I always do is I, and this is just something I talk about 24-7, is I wrap up my worries and I don't, I don't pray about my worries. I don't ever... Say, God, I'm worried really? about this. I don't. I don't say, God, I'm so depressed. God, I'm so anxious. God, I'm so worried about. I don't. I just go straight to, and again, this is where therapy and inner healing has helped me. I, this is just tools that I use. I just go straight to the word and I find scripture that counteracts my worries. Mm. And I I just declare those. So suddenly, instead of, I'm so worried, I'm so depressed. No, I'm the body of Christ and Satan has no power over me. I've become evil with good. I'm of God and have overcome him. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'll fear no evil. You're with me, Lord. Your word and your spirit, they come for me. I'm mm. far from oppression. Fear does not come near me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So what, what I do, 
is I just pray the promise as opposed to praying the problem. Okay. And, and that's, and I don't want to say it's magic, but it's as close to Holy Spirit magic as it gets. When I yeah. declare the truths of God's word, the scriptures of, of the truths over the problems, the promises over the problems, they just dissipate. My worries yeah. just go away. So praying the promise, not, not the, problem. the problem. Yeah. Okay, so help. I, I'm thinking this through for the first time. Yep. Uh, the thing I don't want to lose yep. is pray, because sometimes I, I think there's intimacy in saying to the Lord, hey, I'm really stressed oh, about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you keep the intimacy but not pray the problem? Yeah, no. You. Okay. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to retract what I said, but I want to retract. I, no, no, no. But I, I want to make sure that people know that. Like, if you look at the way David prayed, mm-hmm. go, go to scripture. Homeboy was like, up one second, Roller and then, yeah, and then the next man. second was like, Lord, <laughs> you hate me. You're ripping my guts out. Like, there are times to pray yeah. that way. Yeah. There are, you know, again, I look at I look at God the Father, and I think of how sometimes I would run to my dad and just, although I knew that my dad loved me, I would still complain. Mm-hmm. And I would still, like, cry in his arms and tell him, like, Dad, they hate me. Yeah. Dad, they... And then I would let his love fill me, uh-huh. and I would let his love support me. And then... He would always tell me the truth. Mm. He would always come back. My earthly father would always come back and tell me, let me tell you who you are. Mm. And so there are going to be times where, where we're desperate. There's going to be times where we're overwhelmed. When Sohail was in the hospital sick, oh like, like I was overwhelmed and I was begging and pleading with God. And I know I'm not a beggar. I know that I'm a child of God, but still I felt like I needed to do that. But I'll tell you when, when I felt the most acceleration towards peace was always when I was praying the promise. It never, it, it. the acceleration towards peace never happened when I was praying the problem. Ah, uh, so got it. That so makes yeah, sense. I mean, just, just, you know, take it for what it's worth. Say what you need to say, but say, if you want things to change, yes, pray the promise. Pray the promise. Okay. Yeah. That makes me really happy that yeah. I, I think you know this about me, but Saturdays are my Sabbath when I'm not traveling. Yeah. And, and one of the things I'd like to do is sit in my little room where I pray and I have those big sticky notes on the wall. Yeah. And so all week long, I think, okay, this weekend, I'm going to put this on the sticky note on the wall. Yeah. And, and one of the things that Mark said in the earlier conversation this week is he said, suffering is, is part of God's goodness. Absolutely. And that has been like yeah. messing me up. Yeah. And so I'm putting that up this weekend. Let's go. And some of the <laughs> like praying the promise, I'm like, why all these things I've written on my wall to pray for, why don't I have scriptures right next to them of right. the truth around them? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I so we that. should just go for that. How do you even find those scriptures? How do you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's books that you can use. I use a lot of Charles Capps, um, C-A-P-P-S. He's yeah. got a lot of uh, works, God's created power in you. I mean, it's based, God's created power in you. If you look that up on Amazon, it's like a two ninety nine pamphlet. It literally has, I've got, I don't think I have a pamphlet in my pocket. I carry it a lot of times in my pocket. It literally has, it says to counteract depression, pray these. Oh. It, it was like written in like 1912. Right. It was like, it, it, and it's like, it's like, uh, pray, pray these two times a day and, uh, you know, pray it the third time in, in the evening. To if, if you're lacking in finances, pray these promises. Like it's just very, wow. uh, it tells you exactly what to do. Right. So that's one that I use. And then obviously, you know, the more you're in the word and reading the word, the more, uh, the more you know. Holy Spirit's going to be highlighting things for you and you can just write it down. Literally, the longer I study scripture, it's just like us finding that Corey Asbury yes. lyric where I'm like, I know the words. I have Google. Yep. I know what the scripture says. I don't know how to find it. Yes. But I'm going to Google the words I know in yep. Bible ver- plus yep. Bible verse, <laughs> and it will show up for me. Yep. Absolutely. Every time. I'd have been a much more challenged Bible studier in 1912. Absolutely. It was significant. <laughs> I Google almost every day. Absolutely. No, that's good. That's good. I also love Beth Moore's Praying God's Word. Yes. She goes through yes. everything. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Beth really Moore, good. Queen. Beth Moore. Queen. Can queen. we get her on the That Sounds Fun Let's Network? Go. Come on, Beth, Let's, get you a pod. Come on, Let's Beth, talk get about you it. A pod. Okay. Well, this one is an easy one. Yeah. From KC. Are you going to be recording and releasing more podcast episodes <laughs> on your own? Yes, I am. 52 of them to be exact. <laughs> no, At I am. At least. At least. We're just getting started. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited. It's, uh, gosh. I mean, even this conversation right now is just getting me pumped, you know? So, you know, again, if you're, if you're listening to this and you, and you, if you're one of the people that sent any one of these questions, which means mm-hmm. you obviously follow me in some way, shape, or form, yep. let me know. DM me. Like, let me know like what it is you feel like I would like, oh Carlos, like you would be good at talking about this. Or yes. you know, I, That's I feel what I was like, about to say. Can people yes. suggest because Absolutely. you're people tell me all the time guests they want me to have. Yeah. And and for you, it'd be like, can you cover this topic? Can yeah. you talk more about fly fishing? Yes. I, I think when people talk about their hobbies, I know I just wrote that sounds fun, all about hobbies. But when people talk about their hobbies and their spiritual lives yeah. in the same conversation, that yep. changes me. It 
absolutely changes. I've, you know, it's funny you talk about that and you talk about that and that sounds fun. Fly fishing for me was one of those things that I didn't, I never did. I don't like to touch fish. I've never was an outdoor person. Yeah. I was, I'd never fished. Like I thought that was gross. Like why would people do that? And then in 2014, Brad Lominick, yeah, who's a friend of both of ours, invited me on a trip and he's like, Hey, we're going to go fly fish. You need to come. And I was like, bro, like I don't fly fish. Like mm-hmm. Mexican, black people, we don't fly fish. That's just not what we do. Yeah. He's like, no, you got to come. I didn't want to go. I flew to Billings, Montana, and I was miserable. I didn't want to go. Um, again, every time I'd ever caught a fish in my life, I never wanted to touch it because it yeah. was slimy. But when and, Brad invites you somewhere. Yeah, and so I show up, and then I end up waist deep in a river. <laughs> and I, I, it looks like I've got diapers on. I've got this big bib on. <laughs> and my guide's like, just, just cast it right there and watch the feather, which is a fly. And uh-huh. then he's like, look, look, there's a brown trout. And, Andy, this is exactly how it happened. I see a, a brown trout in the water, like kind of like following my fly. He's like, okay, cast one more time. And I'm watching. And I'm watching. And then this brown shot comes up, explodes, and it hits that fly. And my heart started pounding, right? It started, <laughs> I was like, <gasps> and the fly line goes, and it takes off up the river. And I start going, and he's fighting. He's like, no, no like, like, keep your rod tip up. Go left, go left. Move yeah. this way, that way, that way. And my heart's pounding. And I would not felt that alive in so long. Wow. We finally get that thing in the net. My heart's pounding. And I'm sc- like Braveheart, like, <sighs> I was the first one on the river the next morning. Really? I was the last one out of the river that evening. By the time I'd gotten home, I'd Amazoned uh, a reel, yep. some waders, some boots. And again, that was 2014. It's been, I mean, six seven, years now, yeah. six, seven years now, that there's pro- there hasn't, there definitely hasn't been a month that I've not been in a river, but there's, it's almost weekly that I'm in a river. And I never would have found that out. And guess where I would hear from God the most? In the river, right? Really? And, and had I not taken a risk and gone on that trip, I never would have known that God created a fly fisherman in yeah, me. But, yeah. But that's what I am. Yeah. yeah. I think finding those, I mean, hope is the word that even comes to my mind yeah. as we're talking about this. I feel that like when I ride horses at Lost Valley Ranch, yes. where I'm just like, we're just loping. We're just yeah. like going fast. And I'm kind of think I'm going to fall off. <laughs> right. I'm also having the best time. Yes. Right? Yes. And they, But there's something hopeful about the world being bigger. That's why we got to yes. get outside. Get out. There's just something hopeful about the world being bigger yes. than this room. And then your screen. Oh, then the thing listen. you put you put in your hand, like if you, if you want to feel hopeful, put that down. Go look outside yes. and walk. Take a walk outside, and I promise you, hope's going to start. Yes, back put in. us in your ears. Put your yep. phone in your back pocket Let's and go. go walk for thirty minutes today. Yeah. yeah, Carlos, I'm just I could get teary how thankful I am that you're doing this with us. It feels like such an honor that you're doing this podcast at all, and that you're trusting us to well, be a part of it. So um, I'm honored you'd have me. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm thrilled that this is how God would continue to use our friendship. Yeah. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to say? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I can again. I'm a podcaster now, Annie. I can talk for hours. We can about just keep anything. going, and you're going to That's over right. at Human Hope. <laughs> well, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh wow! You know what sounds fun to me is right now. What sounds fun to me is when I leave here. My wife's out of town, and I'm going to— Oh, yeah, you have the kids for, like, 11 days? I do, but it's a little different than maybe seven years ago, if you said that, (laughs) right? Like, I actually don't have all three kids. There's two other adult boys that have my daughters, Yeah, you know? (laughs) But but Lasai, on the other hand, like, what sounds fun is I'm going to grab it. We're going to go— to Dave and Buster's because Dave and Buster's uh-uh. just opened like social distancing wise. Yeah. And so that sounds fun to me. I'm gonna go be a kid again. What's the game? That I like to play there? Yeah, what's the one? I I okay, so I'm, I'm gonna give you two different answers. Okay, great. If I was at Chuck E. Cheese and it was like younger kids, it's it's always Donkey Kong. Like I just go to like the okay. old school, like yeah. Donkey Kong. I am like cheat code at Donkey Kong. I'm so good. Like, oh, I, wow. Yeah, I can I can beat the okay. whole thing. Uh, but if it's like Dave and Buster's, like I like to, you know, I'm I'm a skee ball guy. Like, I'm a ski ball I mean, guy too. I, yep, yep. And, and you, you, and you know the trick, right? You, you hit that that third screw on the left going up the ramp, and if it's you hit it just right, in. it turns right in. It turns right in. Give me all the tickets. Give me all the tickets. Uh, yes. Um, and then I'm going to spend seventy five dollars on ski ball and get my fourteen thousand tickets, and then I'm going to go, and they're going to give me an like eraser. A, an eraser. 
<laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm gonna love that eraser. Oh man, I I love skee ball so. Let's go. I, there's gonna come a time in my life where I get skee ball in my house. Yeah. I just think yes. a, that is gonna be my midlife crisis. I, I'm getting closer than I realize. Let's so go. No. It is time to have a midlife crisis that involves buying a skee ball, ball machine. <laughs> a Peloton? No thanks. Skee ball machine? Hundo. Hundo for Can you imagine how mind blowing you would be to friends if you have a skee ball machine yeah. in your house? Then you go to like a Dave and Buster's party and you're like, hey guys, let let me go. And then you're like just sinking 50s like yeah, the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, what the heck I are you think doing? I have to buy two if I buy one though, right? Because yeah. I don't, if I just have one, only one of us gets to play. I think I need to have two. Yeah, in my you do. House. You do because then you go side by side. And yeah, then you, you can, go side by yeah. side. Yeah. Does anybody that's listening to this have a skee ball <laughs> contact? Uh, does anyone it's, work at does a, anybody a, want a Does a skee ball company want to sponsor, sponsor that? Sounds yes. fun network. <laughs> Please, can, can that happen? I, that would be amazing. Oh my god! You never. Somebody is going to email you guys. Yes, and just let me know what happens. Yes, the the only two shows we'd like you to sponsor first. Yes, please. Human Hope, and that sounds yes, fun. Yes, please. Yes, um, Great answer, Carlos. Welcome to the network. Thanks for making the show. I'm already. I can't wait <sighs> for the next fifty-two. Let's go. Thank you. Love you. Love you too. Oh, you guys, don't you just love him? And aren't you stoked about this show? I just can't wait for the variety of things we're going to get to hear. We know it'll at least be a year, right? We hope it is much longer, Carlos. But we know it is at least every Thursday for the next year. Be sure you're following Carlos so you can tell him thank you for being on the show today. And hop over to his new podcast, Human Hope, on the That Sounds Fun Network. And listen, subscribe, rate, review, share all the things, you guys. Human Hope is going to be your new second favorite show. I hope it's your second favorite show. <laughs> if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs, TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. Also, don't forget, we have got a handful of shows on the That Sounds Fun Network. You can go to thatsoundsfunnetwork.com and see all the rides at our amusement park of podcasts and see what other shows you might really love to listen to. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday with one of my favorite musicians, Mark Sibilia. Mark Sibilia.